Hello. We are back on the JV show. Although it's more like the V show tonight. Because I'm short one man. I'm short my main man, John. Where you at, John? Are you listening right now live? Are you in your car? Are you... Are you worried? Are you wondering? Are you thinking, hey, Vic is left solo. Is he surviving? Is he going to be okay? I'm fine, bro. I'm fine. No need to trip. If you're trying to call me, good luck, bro. I put my phone on do not disturb. I cannot be disturbed right now. I am just too busy with this show, and it's just too much fun. And I have a score update. Let's get that up. Let's see. Let's see here. We got a 10-0 game. Looks like the Indianapolis Colts have marched, and guess who got some revenge on their old team? No, no one but Andre Johnson, w former wide receiver of the Houston Texans. Oh, man, I should have called that one for last week because it just makes sense. You know, it's like week four. He's getting his – actually, week five, technically. Sorry. Excuse me. But, uh, you know, it's – it's time for him to start doing something and who better but his old team to show make a statement and get a touchdown as the Colts are winning 10-0 with Matt Hasselback at quarterback. Uh, I'm sure none of you have started either of them in fantasy and I wouldn't blame you because they haven't been putting up numbers and Matt Hasselback is a backup so you probably wouldn't have them. But uh, looking at the waiver wire options, hopefully you guys have taken a look at uh, Ronnie Hillman he, as I said before, he's a good prospect, and he looks to split, if not take the lead, on carries for Denver's offense. Jaguar wide receiver, uh, Hearns, Alan Hearns, I like him. I think he's become uh, Blake Bortles' favorite target, and I really expect good things out of him. Todd Gurley, running back out of St. Louis, he is you know what he could be something special he could be one of those next year top five running backs that's taken and hey if if he's available in any league he's a must add because this guy can i don't know if you saw how he was running he was not just running all over the place but for the rams he was making smart decisions you know he could have been selfish and tried to get more yards or even tried to score on some of those runs but he knew better he was all about milking the clock he even took a knee not took a knee but slid down to not get out of bounds so that was really impressive um other news in the nfl the bills sign uh indianapolis former running back daniel boom heron to their roster as they are much depleted um so many injuries i really think this is like the most crucial point where you want to take a look at guys coming off suspensions because this is week five and there's a bunch of players out there that can help you win your matchup this week if you're smart and you look out for them and i'm going to name some of them some of the notable guys coming off their four game suspensions first Greg Hardy. I know this isn't a popular guy among the fans. Uh, domestic violence is no joke. Do I think he should be back in the NFL playing? No, but he is, and he had served his suspension, and now he's back, and it's going to only help that Dallas because, frankly, they've had so many injuries. They just need any spark to help them feel like they're going to be a competitive team. And going against the Patriots, I think it's going to be hard for anyone to bet on Dallas this week. But getting Greg Hardy is certainly going to help that defense. It might be hard for you guys in fantasy world to want to start Dallas's defense against the Patriots, considering the Patriots have never lost to the Cowboys in Bill Belichick's era. But... 
hey, uh, if you don't take a risk, you're not going to win those big bucks. So it might be worthy. Um, not only is Greg Hardy returning to that defense, but so is Rolando McLean, who's just finished his four-game suspension uh, from the substance abuse policy. Also, Antonio Gates, who also violated the substance abuse policy, he's returning to the Chargers from his four-game suspension as the Chargers look to improve. And frankly, Philip Rivers isn't having trouble finding his guys, even though Gates hasn't been out there. But I think he's a must-add, especially because a lot of tight ends like Greg Olson and several others are on bye weeks, or there's a bunch of just tight ends that are um, just inconsistent. So he's a big name, and even though he's uh, long in the tooth, he's definitely worth adding. Uh, same with Martavis Bryant. Uh, great prospect out of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Michael Vick's going to be throwing him the ball. Um, interesting uh, matchup for the Steelers playing the Chargers on Monday night. I like the Steelers in that game, and I think Martavis is a must-start. So it might be crucial for you fantasy fantasy freaks out there to go ahead and add some of these guys because it can make the difference in your season. And I think it's just the wise move considering what the landscape is right now with all the injuries going on uh, in the league. Um, some updates, uh, Andrew Luck, as I said before, is dislocated shoulder, he's out. Des Bryant, still out, um, looks to return earlier than scheduled, but uh, after Julio Jones said, hey, he should not rush it, foot injuries are no joke. I um, am leaning toward, hey, keep them on your bench if you have to, but if you really need that extra player to give you points now, you might want to consider a trade because um, at this point it's crucial that you have depth in your lineup or you have a good insurance target with the Cowboys, and there's not a lot going out there with uh, Tony Romo out as well. Uh, a lot of drama going on this past week in the NFL and a whole bunch to get to as we're going to keep going and in this show. Please give us a call if you want to talk sports, 415-550-0511. My name is Victor, and you're listening to MutinyRadio.fm. Thank you so much for joining us tonight, and I hope everything is going well. It was a beautiful day here in the Mission, starting to get overcast, but... You know, I'm glad you guys are out here with us, joining us on the show, spending time with me. A lot of going on. Detroit Lions, batted ball controversy, the end of game heroics by uh, Drew Brees to C.J. Spiller uh, and the end of that Sunday night game. So there were some good, interesting primetime games where it came down to the last play. The games in themselves were eh, okay. There was a lot of... They weren't as high scoring. This whole week wasn't very high scoring. I think um, it was one of those lower scoring fantasy games for fans and defenses were showing up. So it was pretty interesting to see how that's been go working out for, for everybody. So we're going to keep you posted and keep talking more fantasy as uh, the day goes by. Let's see what else we have here today. We're going to talk about the heartbreaker the Raiders had against Chicago. Not just that, but the 49ers struggles as they continue. Jed York, the owner of the Niners, couldn't even give tickets away. That asshole was on Twitter trying to give out free tickets to fans 
And I'm glad the fans stood up and trolled his ass back and said, hey, man, I can't give my tickets away. What are you thinking? <laughs> I think it's a ripoff out there in Santa Clara. And I think it's great that the fans are passionate about their team, but I would just stay home and watch because you're getting a better experience on your TV than you are over at that stadium. I mean, you're going to spend at least $300, and that's not even on the tickets themselves, just to experience an event like um, this new Levi's Stadium, which has been a disaster so far as the Niners continue to struggle. They're one and three. Um, it's just a mess in that franchise right now. And it's kind of sad because they've been, you know, such a good team, you know, throughout. And you you know their history, you know they're going to be back on top, but it's one of those things where they're cleaning house and they're starting fresh, and you can tell. So we'll see how everything works out there. Uh, Sunday night football is going to be the 49ers at the New York Giants. So big game, really important for the Niners to, you know, try and get a win. It's going to be difficult. In the East Coast, usually West Coast teams don't fare well when they travel to the East. The Not just the time change, but just historically, the records show that it's not usually easy for them. So I do have the Giants by six, but I don't think it's going to be easy for Eli. That defense didn't make it too easy for Aaron Rodgers. It was a respectable outcome, 17 to three. So we'll see what happens. It's gonna be an interesting matchup, but I still have the Giants over the Niners. Just have a lot more firepower on offense than the Niners do. And Colin Kaepernick's just, I don't know. I don't like his look right now. He doesn't look confident. He doesn't look like the same guy he was. He's athletic as ever, but he looks like he's lost something. And I just can't tell what it is. I think it's like his mojo or something, but he's just not the same guy. Even his facial hair is different now. It's like, it's just weird. Like this guy was, you know, Kaepernicking. Everybody was wearing his jersey and posing like him. And now it's like people just, you know, don't want to associate themselves with his name. So it's just funny what can happen in one year and the difference time makes and all of that. But we'll, we'll keep seeing what's going on. Anyway, I want to throw it back, since it's Thursday night, to some guess who is nominated for the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? None other than Miss Janet Jackson. So I, I want to give her some support, because I, I want to pick the two out of the nominees that I think should go to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, Janet Jackson, NWA. Yeah, I know, they're, they're more my era of music, but it's just I can relate to them. They had powerful messages, and it was they were fun. They were fun, they were memorable, and um, I hope that they make it, because it'd be awesome to see an R&B pop star and also one of the the you know basically trailblazers of hip-hop groups that came into gangster rap so that would be awesome but here we go as it's cutting in some rhythm nation oh let me get that up for you guys oh yeah dad if you're listening that one's for you i know you like janet Tell your mama, I tell your friends, I tell anyone else I can complain. Send it a letter, baby, tell you on the phone. I'm not the kind of girl who likes to be alone. 
eres para mí. Me lo ha dicho el viento, eres para mí. La ha gastado el tiempo, eres para mí. Me lo ha dicho el viento, eres para mí. All right, all right. We're back to mutinyradio.fm, and I've got a caller live now, ready to talk some Niner football. Roberto, ¿cómo estás? Muy bien, muy bien, muy bien. Oh, qué gusto escucharte, man. It's good to hear you, and I hope uh, everything is going well for your work day. Oh, uh, everything's going smooth, man. Over here, enjoying uh, your show right here while we're working. We're almost done, and... Uh, just felt the need to call in oh man yeah anytime you're always welcome to our show man we i always enjoy talking sports with you and i know you probably heard some of my uh niner thoughts and i'm sure you've got a i mean you know everybody has an opinion you know i respect it you know i mean obviously the way the season's been going i don't it don't surprise me that everyone's picking the giants to win this sunday yeah, but what I mean, what do you think of the Niners' defense against Aaron Rodgers? Do you think that they're going to be able to to stop Eli? Well, I mean, I don't think they'll be able to stop him. I just I'm hoping that they're able to at least contain him. And what uh, about Kaepernick? Do you see his struggles continuing? Hello. Do you do you think um, like they, if they can't contain Eli? Do you think? Th- Kaepernick can put enough numbers up to, you know, be able to win a game. I mean, the defense would, the defense is only going to be able to do so much, you know. It's it's a lot of uh, if if we if we if we're going to pull this victory out, Kaepernick has to be you know be on his A game. And like, when when do you pull the plug on Kaepernick? When is it like okay? Well, I mean, you know. I was at the game, you know, people started chanting for uh, for Gabbard, and I'm sitting there in my seat saying, do you guys even know who Blaine Gabbard is? You know, <laughs> I watched him in college. I watched him in Jacksonville. I mean, if you're going to, if you want to start Gabbard, you might as well just, you know, throw the towel in, you know? Yeah, but it I'm seems like they've been making a fire sale with all the players they've gotten rid of in the off season up till now. It seems like they're on a rebuild, except for what a couple guys like Anquan Bolden and Vernon Davis on the offense, and maybe a few guys on defense. What's left from the Niners that we knew? Well, I mean, all, I mean, a lot of the pieces are gone this year, but from what, uh, from you know, from like the last three years that we've drafted, we pretty much drafted all the veterans replacements. And we're finally get to see some of the players that we drafted. And, I mean, they look solid, but, you know, they're not going to be superstars overnight, you know. Plus, uh, like I was saying earlier, is that a lot of the players that, that did uh, leave the team, their production was on a decline anyways. So, you know, we all know Patrick Willis missing a couple steps. Uh, Justin Smith wasn't, uh, uh, wasn't causing a, a, to get double teamed as much and Chris Borland was just too small for that position he was playing, you know, so. And what about Alden Smith? Do you think it was good that the Honestly, Niners cut I, ties? I've always liked Alden. I just, it's his mind wasn't right. I mean, one, he was the only piece of that defense that kind of, like, killed me when, when uh, you know, when they got rid of him because at the end of the day, I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't how he played. It was more of, you know, what he was doing off the field that caused the, you know, that caused the, uh, the issues. 
But, I mean, getting rid of him, you pretty much got rid of the pass rush, and that's what we've been lacking this year, the pass rush. We can't get to the quarterback. We can't hurry him. I mean, they have all day in the pocket to pass, and that's what's been killing us. Our secondary is getting burned five yards every touchdown. Yeah. Explain that. I, I know. And I like last year, whenever they played a division opponent, you just knew you wouldn't even want to bet on that game because you knew it was going to come down to like the last play or the last drive and it was going to be competitive as hell. Now it's oh, like yeah. like most divisional games are competitive. I mean, they usually come down to the wire, you know, except for Seattle. I mean, somehow they've been blowing us out lately. But I mean, other than that, I mean. We've been in every game, you know, but it's just that this year, this year, it's just it's a different feel. You know, you got different coordinators, you got a different head coach, you got some of the same players, you got a bunch of inexperienced players. I mean, only time could tell. I mean, I'm not, I'm not throwing in the towel yet. I still think the, you know, we got a chance in this division, but I mean, you know, Arizona's playing at a high level. Seattle's finally getting healthy. They're getting some of their pieces back. St. Louis is a team that one weekend they look like a Super Bowl caliber team. Mm -hmm. The next weekend they look like the Cleveland Browns, you know? (laughs) I hear you, bro. And, like, I just – I wonder, like, from your perspective – What's more enjoyable, going as a visiting fan at another venue or, like, hanging out with all your home crew and your fans and the diehard Niners, but watching it in this kind of, like, I don't know, uh, state? It's It feels like almost a... Um, I don't know how to say it, but it feels like it's almost a stale environment, this new stadium. I still yeah, can't wrap my head uh, around as it. A, as a diehard 49er fan, you know, I've been a season ticket holder for 10 years. My first year as a season ticket holder, we went 2-14. and 14. Our starting quarterback was Tim Rattay. Our featured running back was Kevin Barlow, you know. I, I've been through it, you know, 2-14, and 14, and I sat there, you know, my seat to the, to the clock hit 0-0, zero, zero, and you know, that wasn't a good year, you know. And we went through maybe five, six goodies until Harbaugh came around, and, you know, and we started winning, and all of a sudden the culture changed. But, I mean, for me, losing, I mean, I'm not – you know, for the new Niner fans that came in, jumped on the bandwagon when Harbaugh came, for me, isn't nothing new to me. You know, I've experienced it. You know, it sucks. Don't get me wrong. We all want our teams to succeed. But, I mean, and your other, your other point was that I actually enjoy going on the road to watch my team. So the simple fact that I get to enjoy a vacation and watch my favorite team play. Yeah, I've always liked like being the visitor. You know, you feel like you're an underdog even though you're not. Oh, and yeah. it's just and it's just fun. The Niner fans, we actually travel very well. So you, I mean, don't feel like you know. I've never felt left out. I felt like yeah. I mean, it's not a home game, but I've always been surrounded by Niner fans. It's like they're everywhere. You know. What about the Colts? Do you think that they they should be concerned about Frank Gore and the fumbling issue he's been having well, so far? You know, I mean, I've watched Frank ever since his rookie year. He's always he's always been uh, uh, fumble prone. It, it doesn't surprise me. You know. It's just that you would think that now at, at this stage of his career, you think he'd have that fumbling issue behind him. Do you attribute, like, the fumbling to his age, or you just think, oh, no, that's Frank. He's just the same old Frank. I think, you know, what Frank, is, you got to look at his vision. Like, he's always looking where to run to. And I think sometimes he gets so stuck in that frame of mind of which hole should I hit that he forgets that he has to get the ball first in order to run, you know? Yeah. So it could be a combination of that, or maybe it's just a bad snap and a bad handoff, you know? 
What do you think about all these OGs, like, still putting up numbers? Not just Peyton Manning, but you got Matt Hasselback last week, Charles Woodson. Matt Hasselback was in the league. <laughs> I ain't shit you. Oh, sorry. I kid you not. No, no, no. Hey, we're at Muni Radio. Feel free. You can. You don't have to censor yourself ever here on our right. station. Yeah, man. Honestly, I didn't. Uh, the last time I heard his name is when the Seahawks lost the Super Bowl, maybe like ten years ago. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But hey, it's nice to see him. He's being productive. You know. I mean, he's. You know, he's he's marching the offense up and down. So. I want to. I want before I let you go. I want to talk a little bit more about um, the Raiders. I know, like, you're a big Niners fan, but I know you also keep an eye on the other side of the bay. I was wondering what you thought about uh, Woodson's play of late, and also, like, did the Raiders give away the game against the Bears? Well, you know, Woodson is an ageless wonder. I mean, I respect that. That guy is probably one of the best at, at what he does. And I mean, yeah, he might have lost a step, but that guy is still productive. You know, it's high caliber, great worth ethic. I mean, that guy leads by example, you know? And there's a reason why at 39, he's still out there intercepting the ball, you know? It's so fun to see, like, that age is just a number. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I, well, love, I, mean, I love these guys. Himself. I mean, the guy, he, he plays smart, you know? He, he doesn't play reckless. That's why he's been out there. That's why he's been able to uh, last so long, you know? He doesn't throw his body out there like a lot of the safeties do nowadays. You know, they try to go after the big hit and... So, you know, try to get the crowd going crazy. Nah, this guy, he, you know, he plays by example. You know, guys out there day in, then out, day out, day in, day out, just trying to, trying to, just trying to get that W every weekend. You know. Who do you think is going to be the rookie of the year this season? Like, if you were, I know I'm putting you on the spot with that question, but I'm just, I'm, I'm looking kind of at a Mari Cooper. Like, Honestly, I just. Honestly, that guy's fun to watch. The guy doesn't uh, talk I him either. I college, and I knew that guy was going to be a stud, you know? And his quarterback could throw him the ball all day. It and he's been catching everything. I mean, look at the numbers he's put up. It wouldn't surprise me if he did run away with that rookie of the year. I would vote for him if I had a vote, you know? Hell yeah. And, and, and what's in the water over there in Florida? And why can't Miami replicate some of that? Because it's like there's so much talent coming out of not just the U, but the Seminoles and whatnot, and some of the other uh, Miami of Ohio. It's just a trip that, um, you know, to me, that the Dolphins are where they're at right now. Like I actually took the Dolphins as my surprise team in the AFC this year. I, was, I took the Colts and the Dolphins. And so far... I mean, both teams. I, I mean, you know, they're not what they're, they're not where they want to be right now. But uh, something's up in Miami. I don't know if it's the coach. I don't know if it's the players. I mean, they got enough talent on that team. You know. One more question for you. I want to know, like, what's up? Like, what what do you think? Like, in free agency, do you think that they made a a, a huge mistake with Indomitian Sue, or is it just a, a product of the coaching, or do you think it's more about these guys get their money and then kind of they don't try? Well, I mean, obviously, obviously, uh, you know, money changes people. Oh, I want to send a quick shout out. Colts are up thirteen three. All right, and can you? Hey, didn't Andre Johnson get that first TD? <sighs> I'm not paying attention to the game. Well, good. I'm glad, bro. You're listening to the show. That's, yeah, that's yeah, bigger. Yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you're joining us tonight. And I want you, before you go, to give me your Super Bowl pick. We're, we have a tradition of any any guest we get, we got to get their okay. Super Bowl pick. Well, uh, so you're asking me as a Niner fan or as a fan of football? 
I, really, I want the fan of football, but okay. it's okay. You have to give me your right, no, sometimes your pick from your heart. If you had to say, look, put your money on the line. Honestly, I would go Green Bay and New England this year. All right, I'm I'm writing that down. Green Bay, New England. Yeah, you know what my pick was? Mm-hmm. I have both uh, the horse the horseshoe versus the Cowboys. So I got Colts, wow. Cowboys in the Super Bowl. I mean, but you got to admit, this wrong. was Cowboys are getting healthy right now. You know, so it wouldn't be surprised. I mean, and I mean, they got a winning record right now, so. And you got to admit, I'm probably picking with my heart, but, you know, I just have a feeling like it's better when you get injured earlier in the season because oh, you get well, to see. You never want to get injured after week 10 or week 12, you know. It's better to get injured now, you know. And of course, you don't want those season-ending injuries, but I think, you know, once they get healthy, they could be a very dangerous team, you know. Atlanta looks like a very dangerous team, you know. Who would have thought that after, what, four weeks, Devontae Freeman would be leading the league in touchdowns and Larry Fitzgerald would be leading the league in receiving touchdowns? Like, I mean, Larry Fitzgerald's a beast, man. That guy is something else. That guy is, man, I've always enjoyed watching him play. Hey, you I'm know what? I get to see him twice a year, you know? Yeah, and he's he's going to be a Hall of Famer for sure. No question about oh, it. Oh, hands down. Like, no such a leader. There. I mean, yeah, he don't got the rings to prove it, but, I mean, he, he sure has the numbers, you know? And, he, you and know, nowadays, you know how the, the you know, the, the Hall of Fame committee is. They like to see your hardware first, you know? Oh, definitely. And uh, I wanted I to know, also. The way they're playing. I wouldn't be surprised. They wouldn't, you know. They could run away with the division, and potentially run away with the Lombardi. Who knows? And um, finally, are you gonna start a Mr. Pickles fantasy football league? Well, I mean, like I said, I'd love to, but it's just that, uh, you know, if I, you know, I, I get, a, if I get addicted to the fantasy, then that's all I'm gonna want to do. I'm just wanna wanna get be home, laying in my bed, on my computer, on my phone, all day and night. Oh There's no! There's possibilities down the road. We can't have you in the doghouse. We need you there making sandwiches, bro. So. Oh for sure. <laughs> a quick shout out to my cousin Will, my coworker, right here. He's, he's enjoying the the podcast. Oh, and, thank you guys uh, for supporting he, us. He said that you sound very professional over the radio. Oh, thank you so much, bro. And you are welcome to call anytime, man. And uh, I hope yeah, I hope man, you can become God, a regular. Keep doing what you're doing, man. Much props, and uh, man, I, my, my, I enjoyed uh, this conversation. Appreciate it. Appreciate I'll, your time. I want you to get a chance to meet uh, my co-host, Jonathan. He just made it in. He had a uh, car trouble, but he's a gamer. He always finds a way to get here. Yo, what's going on? Hey, what's up, buddy? Yeah. He's a big Raider fan, and uh, um, <laughs> I'm sure he'll introduce himself to you uh, in due time so we can all hang out. Oh, and hopefully you man. can come come out here sometime, bro, and be part of the show live. I so will, we, man. Most definitely, man. Appreciate everything, man. No problem. You have a all great right. night, all right? cold special for you tomorrow. Yeah. Thanks, brother. Thank all you. All right, bro. All Take right. Care. That was Roberto. Thank you, bro. Yeah, Roberto. That was awesome. That yeah, was... you know, he, he really knows his stuff. I always can count on him for football talk because not only does he keep the mind fresh with, with updates, but he gives me that perspective of, mm-hmm. like, hey, what about these guys? Some of the guys you're not focusing on as much, and usually they end up being key in a lot of the games. And, and he also even gave us the Thursday night football update with the Colts winning 13-3. to 13-3, Thank yeah. you for that. And a shout-out to Mr. Pickles out there. Again, best sandwiches in the Bay Area. 
area. You got to get down there. 20, 20th and South Van Ness on the corner. You can't miss that uh, Mr. Pickle mascot. Always uh, keeping it fresh. Big pickle time. Hell yes. Well, we're going to keep it moving. We got more music for you guys, yeah. and it will be the full JV show when we come back. So uh, here's some Tom Petty keeping it Bay Area for you. You know, we love you guys, and we hope you all keep listening.
Here on MutinyRadio.fm. Yeah, yeah, we're we're a full show again, JV show. We're intact again. It yeah. was a. It was I tough. had some car problems. Well, actually, I was working on my Forerunner, and it wasn't starting. So um, I got into my Saturn and drove over here. Hell yeah, brother! And you made it, man. And you, it wasn't like you had to drive over like miles and miles, like Mar- Matt Barnes had to do to go and find Derek Fisher with his <laughs> other older lady. No, no. So some drama. Over the bridge. <laughs> yeah. In case you haven't heard, there's some developments from that. Matt Barnes, um, according to reports, um, ha- was a little worried about uh, a FaceTime he got from his son and the expression he saw on his son's face. So he went to go check on his kids, according to Matt Barnes. And when he drove over there, he found uh, that Derek Fisher was with his wife and they got into a uh, 
fight and the fight spilled over and went outside and supposedly Derek Fisher was holding his own punches were thrown and the, the only thing that could break it up was when the kids finally came in and were witnessing it basically and were yelling for them to stop really awful and sad that this is going on but um kind of funny in a way because there's been a shitload of fights lately whether it's the cubs getting in a disagreement with a gatorade water cooler or (laughs) or it's the nhl being back and we've got uh, drop the gloves drop the puck drop the hockey stick and let's fight so a bunch of fights going on last night we'll see what goes on nba is is back in gear what the fuck was Derek fisher over there at matt barnes's house i mean i I understand if they're friends but that'd be kind of Scandalous. That's just wow. I mean, the former Lakers. I mean, they should be bros, right? They shouldn't be. What is bro code? You don't. <laughs> you don't mess with the other guy's lady. That's I don't know. Ruthless. <laughs> I, I didn't. I didn't know that story. That's that's crazy. I, I want to find out more what what actually happened. Yes. I mean, the kids stopped it. That's great, but that. That's I'm sure a lot is going to come of it. Yeah. Yeah, and we'll see what goes down with the the Knicks this season as Derek Fisher's the head coach, but. Um, I don't know. I think it's going to probably be them keeping their space from here on out. (laughs) I don't imagine them being amicable. But as uh, we were talking about earlier, a lot going on. We did talk with Robert about the Dolphins' state of crisis. Um, They fired Coach Philbin on Monday after the London trip. If I were him, I would have just stayed in London. I would have made a Euro trip of my own and just been like, hey, kids, let's go on an extended vacation. Dad doesn't need to go home. (laughs) But uh, he's no longer the coach of Miami, and I think um, the owner is going to be following Jed York and trying to give away tickets because, hey, let's face it, in big markets, it's hard to draw fans when your product is not cutting it. And um, it's been disappointing, disappointing to say the least for the Dolphins. There's so much expectations, the free agency, they, the, the pickups they've made, and now it's like, wow, one in three, and you lose to Jacksonville, and you lose to certain teams that you really have no business losing to. Yeah. So it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens out of that. A lot a lot of stuff going on. We want to get to everything we can. But I want to congratulate John, man. He's first place in our fantasy football league. Yeah. A, a first for him. Definitely a first. It's my second year in the league and second year doing this. And, wow, I've learned a lot. Definitely just watching a lot of the – NFL fantasy NFL network and their fantasy talk and their booty chatter it's really I'm picking it up I like the fact that your team name is black and silver lives matter (laughs) we've been through a lot in Oakland so that is apropos yeah (laughs) also I um just want to give a shout out to everybody in the Berkeley neighborhood. A lot of tough times right now. Everybody on Russell Street in South Berkeley. Hey, I play basketball with you guys every Saturday. Shout outs to you, Reggie, Graham, and everybody out there. I know it's been a lot going on, but I can't wait to see y'all and play some basketball on Saturday at the Top Park. So it'll be good to uh, get together and have a good time. Just wanted to send that shout out. Also, shout out to all the family in L.A. listening. I love you guys, and thank you for supporting our show. We're having a great time giving you guys all this sports, and hopefully it's helping you guys uh, win in fantasy. And if not, just making you sound smarter at work because (laughs) we're good for that. We're good for your water cooler talk, and we want to be able to help in that aspect. 
big Monday night game, as we were talking about, big Sunday night game coming up. It's going to be the 49ers at the Giants. And then on Monday night, you have the Steelers with at the Chargers. So Michael Vick going to go see Phillip Rivers. Oof. I like. I actually like the Steelers in that game. But, yeah. you know, as I said earlier, a lot of players coming back from suspension. So we'll yeah, see what happens. That's, that's the big one coming in. I mean, Le'Veon Bell proved that he's he's on pace for many yards this season. He's going to do what I mean, he's going to do what he always does, and especially with um, Roethlisberger out, you know, he's going to have to do a lot. He's going to have to compensate, and then Michael Vick, like you said, is going to he's. Let's see what he does. I think he is a borderline sleeper, and I want to get into some of these flex picks and some of these sleepers that are, that are around. I think most people by now know about Dante Moncrief. He's no longer uh, a secret. He's definite flex position. Uh, also, I I gotta gotta give a shout out for Arian Foster. I don't know how he's doing tonight, but probably a flex type player. You know, now that he's healthy again. Um, Marcus Mariota. Todd Gurley, Deion Lewis of the Patriots, Martavis Bryant of the Steelers, all worthy sleepers, especially because a lot of these guys are coming back out of four-game suspensions. You don't necessarily know if they're in the physical shape they should be, but it's worth the risk given that they're probably fresh and they're you know, eager to get out there. Yeah, well, Deion Lewis, uh, he's a power. He's definitely powerful, and he is kind of struggling you know he's getting similar amount of carries as joseph randall but it's uh he can really do it he can go off when he goes off and so that like when you said a sleeper i mean he's a boomer bust almost sleeper where it's just whoa could he get a he could rack up a lot of points in our ppr league that's for sure what do you think john do you would you start amari cooper against the denver defense this sunday oh no I'm actually I'm thinking about benching him. I'm you know um, what's his name? Akib Talib. He is legit. Legit. <laughs> yeah. He's just he's gonna shadow him and he's just gonna take over and he's done that. He's shown that he can take out wide receivers. And the best receiver yeah. on each team. Mm-hmm. And I think that's smart. You're looking at the matchups. You're you know deciphering. Hey, who's he gonna be lined up against? And I think Mari is a good like boomer bust type pick for this week because hey they don't have a lot on him they haven't played him before Mm -hmm. it's his rookie season they don't have a lot of film on him they do know of him he's i mean hey he was the first overall pick for the raiders but uh it's gonna be interesting that matchup and i'm excited for that game i want to see how uh peyton fares over at the oakland coliseum uh, it should be a lot of fun. Well, you've like, seen that. You've seen them play the Raiders at the Oakland Coliseum. And, and he's usually spot on. Dominated. <laughs> they did. But um, this season, different players. Uh, Derek Carr to Amari Cooper, ACDC right there. Yeah, yeah. I like that. I oh. like that too. And um, they haven't, uh, you know, the Broncos haven't played them yet with that duo and with um, all the different changes they've made. So it's going to be an, a great game it's going to be a division game where it's did you invent that john what no AC, no 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 I, I, I read that i read that somewhere i can't remember but it was it was super catchy and i love it so well earlier adam Schefter reported that uh, andrew luck would be sitting out this week i'm really relieved because um let's look at it this way the two ends that he'd be facing is jj watt J.J. Watt. 
and Jadavian Clowney. And that guy is a monster of a giant. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I, he looks like a freak. He's like Ed Too Tall Jones, you know, but an athletic version. I think that's what Phil and Sims was quick. saying. On he's fast. It's just scary. Yeah, and like, I'm just glad because, like, let's face it, if it's your throwing arm and you injured that shoulder, we knew what happened to Drew Brees. Mm -hmm. The Chargers lost faith in him, you know. They basically were like, nah, we're going with Phillip Rivers. And they dra when they drafted him, it was like, you know, a shot in the back to Drew. And I'm just glad. Andrew Luck's our franchise quarterback. You cannot be putting him in jeopardy mm -hmm. this early in the season Keep him on the shoulder. Exactly. Mm -hmm. The last thing we want is him having to get like Tommy John or freaking surgery because mm -hmm. we let it, we let it get worse or we didn't give him enough time to heal up and get right. You know, that's why we have Matt Hasselback. You exactly. know, we we got him as an insurance policy. Look at RG three. They didn't. He he just kept playing on his his knee. He kept playing on his ankle. He just he would never let it stop and just kept going going. That's a great point, John, because what he healed up. He healed up. And then, but then what happens is the mind game, the mental game mm -hmm. change. And that's where I'm looking at Colin Kaepernick, too. He may have not have gotten a severe injury, but he just looks rattled out there. Yeah. Like he just doesn't trust his guys. Or if not, he's not trusting what the coaches are telling him or what he's seeing out there. He's scrambling. Yeah, he's, he's playing survival. Yeah. I mean, it's impressive when he does get out there and run because, holy He's crap, athletic. who would want he to tackle do him? it, but it's just, come on, you you got to stay in the pocket and, and be patient. But <laughs> his O-line is not giving him that patience, and he doesn't have the trust in his team, like you said. How many teams do you think will be undefeated after next week? Oh, man. Do you think that... Atlanta, Carolina, Green Bay, Denver, New England, Cincinnati will all keep winning. I don't think so, but I like I like Denver over Oakland. Mm -hmm. um, you know, and and Cincinnati, man, Andy Dalton, dude, he's on fire. He's Nine on touchdowns, fire. one interception. Um, hey, I hope he doesn't become he's like the struggle this week. He's you think so? Struggle. Yeah, I feel like the, the Since in Seattle, right? They're yeah, playing Seattle. they're playing Seattle. It's gonna be, you know, it's. I think Seattle Chandler, should be able to beat them. Yeah, but Chancellor is back, and um, the the Legion of Boom is is full. They almost full with Marshawn Lynch, kind of. Eh. But I mean, you think about that. They could, they could dominant. I mean, they just take certain players out, and then it's just, what, what, what can you do? It's, you're right, and it's it's kind of, I, I think I'm leaning towards Seattle, because the way Cam played last game, and like, that play was incredible. I mean, mm -hmm. Calvin Johnson's the best player on that team, and it was the best against the best, yeah. and he ran him down and poked it out and was like, I knew I was gonna, that was gonna happen. I knew it was gonna, the ball was gonna come out. Did he know his teammate would illegally bat it out? No. No, but I guess the ref didn't either because he didn't call anything. Yeah. Or maybe they just didn't even know the rules. It's just funny how Seattle gets bailed out. So I can't really bet against Seattle in that game. I kind of do see them having their way or at least making it close well, to the point where they get it. Well, they're two and two, so they're hungry. You know, I, I can see um, Pete and Carroll is like, he's like getting very motivated and he's telling the team, you guys have got to get out of this slump. We want to be three and two we want to be four and two. we we don't want to be four i mean uh you, you know we don't want to lose anymore and cincinnati four and oh i mean that's <laughs> that's huge for them but then what has happened in the past they get to the playoffs and <laughs> <laughs> lay an egg yeah yeah i i mean and also like if you look at the seattle seahawks they started zero and two 
They didn't have Cam Chancellor. Yeah. He was holding out. Mm-hmm. When they brought him back, they won two straight games. Yeah. And not only that, but he sealed the game on uh, Monday night against uh, the, the Lions. Yeah. And that was that just, to me, it proved his worth. Because a turno- to create a turnover when they're about to score... It's just so big, and it, it does wonders for a team. And like the Denver Broncos, Peyton, for once, isn't the focal point of that team. The defense is winning games. If you look at the way Von Miller is leading that team, Ooh. man, they are not they, – they believe that they will finish games off. Yeah. They don't look at it like, oh, you know, Peyton threw another pick. Uh, that woe is us. No, they look at it, that as an opportunity to get back out there and give Peyton the ball back. Yep. It's very impressive to see how they've been, and it's just good. You know, it's just good to see – like quality defense back in. I love the hitting. I know the rules are catered to high-powered offenses. So it's just refreshing to see that last week had so many low-scoring games and games that really came down to defensive stands. But let's keep things going. I got some hieroglyphics for you here on Mutiny Radio. Love you guys. Why don't you come into what I'm into? Slip into darkness and listen. I rhyme on you mental. Never I fall to halt, to halt, till I halt. Inferior assault and inferior thoughts of fear. In the process, the party we move, I move, but it don't fall down. And it won't stall now. Beware, the boy's bad at the seven when the lights go click. My mic injects nitro into my bloodstream. I get to gushing, cold crushing lyrics so much. Reach out and touch things, but explore. From hits to flops that plummet, the synopsis is we rock this shit. Day and night, but it gets intense to extents of pleasure unmeasurable when I'm laying in pipe and dome. Protected by the microphone when nightfall. I fall in my zone and it's on. After dark, it's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reason. After dark, and it don't cease until the break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. After dark, it's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reasons. After dark, and it don't cease until the break, break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. I see the moon and get hectic like the ocean. Who that in the back causing commotion? Draped in black, feel only attack. Around the time the hoes hit the scroll and the pros match. I don't know how to act, so give me a smack. On the black hand side, telling me that I'm intact. It is the charisma that gets you pain. But flaminess is when I got to victor. It never rains in the Northwest. We profess to be the best. The rest can rest in peace. Cause nighttime is the right time for the hieroglyphic icons to drop bombs. After dark, it's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reasons. After dark, and it don't cease until the break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. After dark, it's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reasons. After dark, and it don't cease until the break, break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. That's how we rock the mic. Hieroglyphics in period. After dark, you see the joint sparking, dogs barking, territory that I'm marking cannot be walked upon, or your worst fear will be embarked upon, I'm bringing Armageddon to your chest, and 
you know the rest is history like Rapunzel, golden tresses. I couldn't care less about a nigga in a vest. I was shooting for the knees, making them dance and please for me to put them out they misery. My word was a dream, is a dream you had about. You was coming clean when you woke up, your heart broke up at dawn, leaving you with the reality that the day goes on until after dark. It's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reasons. After dark, and it don't cease until the break, break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. After dark, it's ripping season. After dark, it might happen for the wrong reasons. After dark, and it don't cease until the break of dawn. I shoot the breeze. NFL. Yeah, but you know what? Let's take a little NFL break and go cut into some, you know, of the other kind of football. Football. Yeah, and there was a lot of that going on today, and there's a lot of qualifying action and a huge game coming up. But uh, I'm more excited because, hey, you had a good day today. Not only are you first place in fantasy, but your nation. Chile. They beat Brazil 2-0 to zero today for the uh, World Cup qualifying. Yeah, and I, I have those all on our DVR, so we get to enjoy every goal. That's and really I, yeah, it was only like five bucks just to add a few extra channels just to get the South American games. Oh, that's but worth it. For us, it's a big deal. I know a lot of you are like, ah, South America, con me, bolo. Who cares? No, we do, so you're going to have to deal with it, suckers. Chupa. <laughs> hey, but uh, in, in all reality, it was a tough, tough day for my team. Peru went down to Colombia, dos a cero. So we're going to have to figure things out again as uh, Ricardo Gareca is trying to get a good squad going and to figure out who's going to be the starters for our next game, you know. So it's going to be interesting coming down the stretch to see uh, uh, what happens. But this is just the first qualifying action, so Mm -hmm. it's a long road to 2018. But it's a shorter road to 2017's Confederations Cup, and U.S. is one game away way from getting the to the Confederations Cup to represent the CONCACAF and they can do that if they beat Mexico this Saturday night 6:30 p.m. at the Rose Bowl in Pasadena. And what do you think SoCal. about um, Landon Donovan's comments about if the U.S. loses to Mexico this Saturday that uh, Jurgen Klinsmann should be fired as head coach? Well, I was talking over with our, uh, our good buddy at Mr. Pickles, and Roberto said, you know, 
Jurgen's done a great job, yeah. you know, and like, Definitely. come on, why would we get rid of a guy who's not only just a champion on the field, but also is trying to build a future for U.S. Mm -hmm. soccer, not just trying to get us to be a successful team in the short term, but wants us to be something that he can be a steward of the team and leave something mm -hmm. for the future of, of, of soccer fans. And I I don't blame him. He, he gets very upset with the striker, the way strikers are basically brought through to the U.S. team. He doesn't like their discipline. And that. That's a yeah. big deal. The, the physicality. Well, I think uh, Landon Donovan's just salty that um, he couldn't play in the last World Cup. You know, he's he was not on the team for probably good reasons. I mean, I, I'm not a head coach. I don't know what Jurgen's reasons were, but he he didn't make the team. So that's I think that's saltiness on his part, and that's why he wants him out. But yeah, uh, yeah, Jurgen has done a magnificent job. He's brought so many young, great talent to the team, and it's and so it's an international fun. team that's playing for the U.S. It's like they're all dual citizens. It feels like you have Aaron Johansson, Icelandic striker, playing for an Icelandic league, and also is you know an American citizen. But not only that, you've got a whole bunch of German Americans. Danny on the Williams. Team. Yeah. 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 And uh, and not not to mention that, but. The defensive line, I think, has also been the struggle. Finding guys that are not just uh, physically capable to play the position, but that are also fit enough to do the work that's demanding of a U.S. defensive line. And I think they should have players that go above and beyond. Like most most teams, most international teams, they have you know, backs that can play forward. They have backs that can. They have players that can play every position on the field, and it's good because then they have different mentality and they can. They can keep the ball going forward, and rather than just like, oh, let's stop it, let's stop this goal. Let's think about what we're going to do with the ball after we stop the ball from going anywhere near the, the goal, and let's get a counter and let's let's get a goal ourselves. You know, it's starting to finally play that European style, yeah. like of more of um, a focus on possession and mm -hmm. formations and discipline. And it's good to see that the team has pride again. And the American outlaws are awesome. Like they really have created a fan base for the team to to make us credible in the world, you know, landscape of soccer, which we haven't been for many and many a years. And John knows because he's been watching U.S. soccer gr grow and also basically, you know, mm. get taken down a notch. It's like it's plateaued. We're not even plateaued. There's no real. It's hard to market it, you know. They have great players and they have great teams, but it's just like we were talking about in a couple episodes ago, how you can't put commercials in except for in halftime. So they're not they're not getting much out of it when they try to, you know, market or do anything like that. So well, I mean, you got to compete with the major U.S. sports going on right now. I mean, it's like heyday for <laughs> NBA, NFL, NHL. MLB. It's like, it's October. What can we say? It's going to be hard for people to really want to watch soccer when there's so much other uh, stuff going on. But hey, we're we're all we're about being yeah, yeah. We're we're equal opportunists, so we want to make sure that they get their special due. But in case you guys want to get a little information on how this Confederations Cup works, only eight teams are invited in the Confederations Cup. One of the teams is the World Cup champion, which would be Germany. 
the other one of the teams is the host country, which would be Russia. And then you have six remaining teams, which are the winners of their continents. So the winner of CONCACAF, the winner of CONMEBOL, the winner of CAF, the winner of Ocean Oceania. Mm -hmm. So it's a lot of, um, and Asia, of course. And that's why Peru has struggled so much, or so even in the World Cup, because these qualifying, uh, just just to qualify, you have to play some of the best teams in your in continent. The world. In the world. And yeah, South America has the best, some of the best teams, I think, in the world. And so to beat them, just to qualify, to get into a bracket, it's just, there's so much. It's frustrating. It's good to so see uh, Chile won the Copa America, but it's also like interesting because you don't have a lot of like it's traditional you basically see the same six or five teams mm -hmm. come out of south america every time yep. and whether it be brazil argentina um you know and uruguay paraguay or uh, ecuador and chile and then colombia is now becoming one of the the greats because let's face it james rodriguez is yeah. playing really well mm -hmm. and he's you know an inter international talent now and also a, a heartthrob for the young ladies <laughs> which doesn't hurt um, his cause, but and he's a fucking great player. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was fun watching him in the World Cup, um, and it's definitely going to be fun catching up with these qualifiers. I hope you guys do. They're on BN Sports. Uh, all the qualifiers you can catch on BN Sports on Directv. It's uh, in the 400s. Look it up. Also, follow us MutinyRadio.fm. We are on live every Thursday night, 6 to 8 p.m. And please call in, you yeah. know. Call in. It's 415-550-0511. And uh, we're going to have a Facebook page set up uh, for for the show itself. So you can check that out um, once we get that going. But it, time being, just uh, check out our Facebook pages. Mainly Victor's. Victor's really, he's good at um, going on Facebook and, and promoting and doing all that. So you can get our podcast easily. Just go on to Victor Guerra's page and... Yeah, it's G-U-E-R-R-A, Victor Guerra. You just add me as a friend, and I, I'm going to – I have a page that I'm trying to create for the station, but, you know, it, it take, these things take time, so just bear with me. But, yes, if you want to follow the show, please add me or just go on to mutinyradio.fm, click to listen live on Thursdays, or click the podcast section to hear our old stuff. We're under the JV show. And it's not Junior Varsity, it's John and Vic's John and show. Mm. You know, we love it, we love it. Anyway, John, I want you to talk about some of uh, the fantasy going on, the matchups you have, or just anything that you want to just throw in before I give a, a, a song play. Well, the surprises for most people have been, uh, well, the biggest surprise is Devontae Freeman. Second year, and uh, what's his name, Tevin Coleman gets injured and Devontae Freeman goes in for um, Tevin Coleman for the r running back for the Falcons and that helped you so much wow. dude god like I think Tevin Coleman's injury helped you even more it made them f it forced their hand they had to only run Devontae Freeman there was their only back well and yeah in preseason that was the big thing is who's gonna start and uh, Tevin Coleman won but then got injured he broke a rib and he was out and boom uh, Devontae Freeman took over and he's shown that he can definitely take over and just fantasy points wise he's he's my main man he's definitely we'll see what he does this week uh, against Washington but 
you know, I, I'm I'm all Devontae Freeman right now. Um, also, Philip Rivers went nuts. So, if uh, you're in a league, a bigger league or whatnot, and you can pick up Rivers, pick him up. I, it, or definitely, you he's a start, must start in two yeah. quarterback leagues. But I think even in your just one regular fantasy leagues, you guys got to start him. I mean, mm-hmm. it's like who else is putting up big numbers right now at quarterback? It's like not a lot is going on with that. And I think I think. I think John's right on. You you gotta you gotta like consider matchups, but if the guy's putting up numbers, just ride those numbers. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going against Andrew Luck this week, and he's out. So um, we'll see who he who the guy I'm going. Oh, Tito, um, Roberto Roberto Valadez um, is the guy I'm playing, and we'll see if he puts in Eli Manning, which I bet he will. But that's who he has on his bench. And other busts are um, C.J. Anderson, sadly, again. Every week we talk about him, and it's just like, well, he hasn't done anything to prove anything other. Golden Tate, same thing. It's like, well, pretty much all of the Lions. <laughs> it's like, that's just sad. Yeah. yeah. Well, I want to get us going with some music before I give you my picks of the week. Fix Picks is coming up next, but here is some biggie. Notorious B.I.G. B.I.G. Peeved at these weak MCs, this these supreme ball of life. 
lyrics, I call them like I see your G. Y'all niggas sound like me. Y'all was grimy in the early 90s. Far behind me. It ain't hard to find me. Number one with the booyaka. Give me the Remy and the Chronic. Ain't no telling what I do to y'all. It's obvious the game's new to y'all. Take them ends you make and spend them on the tutor, huh? One shot, I'm through with y'all. Beef. beef is when you need to have to go to sleep. Beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be in ICU. One more time, what's beef? Beef is when you make your enemies start your cheese. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be in ICU. There be nothing but smooth sailing. When I spit shots. Now your crew's barely All I got is heat and tough talk for you Tie you up, cut your balls off just for you Man, listen, straight torture Look what that slick shit bought ya A first class ticket to Lucifer Real name Christopher Watch me set it off like Vivica Here lies your demise Close your eyes, think good thoughts Die while your skin start to glisten Pale blue, hands get cold, your soul's risen It's bad cause I just begun Will make the shit real bad, I was having fun <laughs> What's beef? What's beef? beef is when you need to cast to go to sleep. Don't beef is when your moms ain't safe up in the streets. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be your I see you. One more time. What's beef? What's beef? beef is when you make your enemies start your cheese. Beef is when you roll no less than 30 deep. Beef is when I see you. Guaranteed to be your I see you. And I'm through. And I'm through. I'm through. back here on mutinyradio.fm thank you guys for listening to our show tonight i am just very pleased to be here with my main man john as we uh keep things going on the jv show so without further ado i want to give vic's picks so here is vic with his picks first of all here's your sunday parlay i'm gonna have to go buffalo over tennessee that's that's easy Atlanta over Washington, and for Monday night, I picked the Steelers to upset the Chargers. That's Vic's picks of the week. Yeah, baby boy. Parlay. Yeah, so if you're into that gambling shit, you, you got to go with... Um, yeah, I, I agree with Vic. You're going to have to go with the Steelers to upset the Chargers, and you're going to have to go with uh, Buffalo over Tennessee. Tennessee is just like a one-man show with Mariota. Yeah, they have Kendall Wright. Yeah, they have some other guys. They have um, a Delaney Walker at tight end, but they're no-name defense, and the fact that 
they do have a good coach that's quarterback oriented, but I just think that Buffalo is just too much for that team. Their defense is going to stop Mariota. I think he'll he'll probably have a decent game, maybe 300 yards passing, but one touchdown, two interceptions. I've got the Bills. Who's over. that cornerback uh, screen? Is that his name? Screen. Yeah, Screet or something. He's uh, doing super well for the Buffalo. Tyrod Taylor is the quarterback, though. No, uh, CB, cornerback. Oh, cornerback. Oh, shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Their defense has just been stellar, you know. And that D-line, it all starts with them, I think. But, uh, yeah, definitely um, Rex Ryan is good at figuring out who his key guys are going to be to shut them down. I don't – I know it's – I know that the – the Jets have a guy. What was his name? Uh, is that what it is? Jets I think it's screen? the Jets you were talking about mm. because that DB is has been like really well, playing really well. Yeah. Cro- other than Cromartie and Revis. Um, oh, what's his name? What's his name? Screen? Something Screen. That's what I was saying. Uh. I, thought I, I thought it was Buffalo. But, yeah, Buffalo, the biggest problem that they're having are uh, penalties. They, they just flag crazy. They need to work on that. That's what Rex Ryan was saying. They just need to work on that, and they're pretty good. They, they're solid. So John thinks Buffalo. I think Jets. But if any of you guys know who we're talking about out there, Buster, Buster Screen, Buster Screen, yeah, Jets, yeah, Jets. yeah. He has that funky hairstyle that yeah, drives me nuts. Bleach but blonde curls, weird. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat, guy. <laughs> some great A, some great flex players out there that you need to start. Um, I think Benjamin at wide receiver, for sure. He's been getting a touchdown for the Browns like about every game. I think John got him on the waiver wire pickup. Yes. Son of a bitch. I, I tried to get him I first. I think that they're going to do well against the shoddy uh, backfield with uh, the Baltimore Ravens. I think that they're going to do well. Yeah, that defense is not what it used to be, and they lost Terrell Suggs, and that was huge. So I think... I think you're right on with starting Benjamin. Hopefully you do. I know that Cooper might be one of the guys who ends up on your bench, but Benjamin should definitely be in there. Jarvis Landry, I like him. I like his matchup, but he's on a bye week, so we can't put him in. Um, Antonio Brown against the Chargers. I just, that guy's going to have a good game. You know, you can't double him anymore. Now that, um, uh, I'm sorry, now that Martavis Bryant is Mm -hmm. back from his four-game suspension, uh, even Martavis is worth a start in the flex position. Of course, if you have Brown, he's probably one of your starters. So, hey, hopefully you looked on that waiver wire and found some uh, good guys coming back from suspensions. There's already a bunch of them I named earlier in the show, so I'll do it again if you missed it. Greg Hardy is coming back from uh, his suspension from domestic violence for, for the Dallas Cowboys. That'll be big against the Patriots. They're mm-hmm. depleted as it is, so they need all the help they can get against the Super Bowl champs. So that'll be good. I'm, I'm rooting for you, Cowboys. Come on. Kick those Patriots' asses. Rolando McClain is also going to be back on Dallas defense after his uh, substance abuse uh, four-game suspension. Same with Antonio Gates for violating the PED policy. And Sheldon Richardson on the Jets is coming back. He's a huge force for that defense. And the Jets have a bye, so they're going to be, like, really ready when week six comes along. Mm-hmm. And I think... 
after what you guys play the Broncos, right? The Raiders are playing the Broncos, and then you guys go on your bye week. Yeah. So it's so important for the Raiders to find a way to win this game because they don't want to be going into bye two and three. They want to they want to have a heads up in the division and really make Peyton Manning catch up. So it'd be great to see if they can pull an upset. Um, so I am still going to root for the Raiders, even though I still have the Broncos winning. Yeah, well, we'll see how that goes. But, yeah, <laughs> I always root for the Raiders. Um, look at on the other side when you were talking about Antonio Brown and Martavis uh, Bryant. We um, have Keenan Allen on the Chargers. That's gonna, I think he's going to do really well. Um, Phillip Rivers is throwing. He's going nuts. So Keenan Allen's a good one. Um, Larry Fitzgerald. You know, look at the Cardinals against the Lions. I think they're going to dominate. And Larry Fitzgerald is a good wide receiver to to start. I Please believe. bench Larry Fitzgerald as soon as Carson Palmer gets hurt. I just think it's a matter of time. Like, yeah. when has Carson ever been able to stay healthy? So I just – that's my main concern with the Cardinals. I love that team. I root for them because I think they're such a complete team when Carson Palmer's healthy. Other than that, they have no depth at quarterback, and there's just no trusting that team. So I'm with you, John. I hope that uh, uh, Larry has a good game against the Lions. I, you know, I know that probably all of you are starting him if you have him. He's he's been great. Um, I would sit. Uh, I would probably want to sit like players that aren't, you know, not just not performing well, but some of the players that are doing well are going to be on buys. Chris Ivory on a buy. So you're going to want to have running backs ready to fill in. Ronnie Hillman's available in most leagues. There's a lot of running backs you can pick up. So just be wary of your bye week situations and think ahead. You want to look a week ahead when you're dealing with buys because chances are the guy you're targeting is going to get picked up in the waiver. If you have a chance to pick him up ahead of time, do it. You know, it's worth the slot. You know, you're securing your lineup. You're mm -hmm. not leaving things to doubt. Yeah, just always smarter to do that. And then uh, in other news, uh, right now we've got a bunch of games going on. The Warriors are playing the Trailblazers. Iguodala has been great at embracing his sixth role on the team. Mm -hmm. NBA Craig Sager, the famous guy with the ugly suits, <laughs> he's been cleared to come back. He's His cancer looks like it's in remission, so I'm hoping the best for that guy. He, Good. You know, he, he is kind of an icon of the NBA. He's mm -hmm. one of those people you always see on the sidelines interviewing LeBron, interviewing Carmelo, interviewing Kobe. So hopefully he's back soon because finally Kobe's healthy and it'll be great to see what the Lakers can do. You know, a lot of people are saying, you know, oh God, the Lakers just need to find a way to get rid of him. He's going to keep them back. I don't get that. To me, it's like he's the leader and plus yeah. you need a veteran to help those young guys. Yeah, he's been the backbone and uh why would anybody want to get rid of him if he's going to stay there till he retires? Just let him just let him retire if they have if they hate him so much. I mean, he's already in it for a year, so this is going to be pretty much, you know, he's all in for this season. Yeah. So it's going to be great, but I like that he's taking a step back and trying to diminish his role and not have to have the ball. That's great. Yeah, he's doing. He's coming back. We'll see where the Lakers go with this, and other teams. Other teams have injury-prone players like Derrick Rose out with an orbital fracture to his face. What's going on in the Colts uh, uh, Texans game? 
Did you? I know you saw the last update. Last it was halftime, right? Or right it was third quarter? Halftime, third quarter. It was 20 to 10. Let's see. It's third quarter with four minutes and three seconds left, and it's 20 to 16, Colts. Ooh. It's yeah. a close game. That's a good one. I'm going to have to get home quick and watch that. Hoyer. Brian Hoyer is in, and he has done a lot more than Mallet ever has. <laughs> oh, they benched Mallet. Yeah, and Hoyer has two touchdowns. He has uh, 15 of 20, or 15 of 20, and 211 yards. It was funny because he was on the Dan Patrick show, I think, a little bit before the season started, and he was, like, named the starter. And then as soon as he got off that show, he was demoted. And <laughs> the same kind of thing happened to Victor Cruz. He goes on the DP show, and as soon as he's done with that show, he gets an injury. injury. And it's like there's a little bit of a curse with that show. I think players are probably staying away right now. So uh, hopefully maybe we can get them on yeah, our show. Come on to our show. <laughs> <laughs> we won't, you won't get hurt. There's not a lot of people listening compared. <laughs> so, hey, come on to Mutiny Radio. FM. We know the NFL is out there listening somewhere. You're always keeping track of yeah, everything. everything. Big Brother knows. Yeah, so We're playing their theme song. Watch out. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's play some more music, uh, and then we'll give you guys one more update and our last fantasy pick'ems and sit-ems and matchups and just booty chatter. So thank you for following us and continue to listen to us here on Mutiny Radio. Um, I'm going to keep things going with some, oh, let's go some throwback, some far side. Ooh. Passing me by. Just a twinkle in her eye is just a twinkle in her eye. Although she's crazy, 
stepping, I cry and stop the stride Cause I won't have no more of this path to be by Put me the voice, my opinion can be pretending she didn't have me Sprung like a chicken, chasing my tail like a doggy She was kind of like a star, singing I was like a fan Damn, she looked good, now thought she had a man He was a Rudy too, a Nick and Pooh She told me soon you let the birdies on the father coop She was a flake like corn and I was born not to understand But letting the past, I proved to be a better man I wasn't such a wimp Cause then I would let you know That I loved you so And if I was your man Then I would be true The only lie I would do Was in the bed with you Then I turned to send someone who loves you dearly He has loved me tender But the latter came back Three days later We turned to cinder where we all feel safe you get up you get to your couch you pull out the remote you just sit there and you just have game after game after game it's like almost overwhelming it's like yeah. what do i do what do i watch you just have to get up go to the bathroom get something to drink come back that's it <laughs> And thank God for DVR these days. I feel like I don't know how I would have lived without being able to pause and rewind live TV. <laughs> like, how were we? We were in the dark ages before. What was, like, life wasn't... Now it's like, oh, my God. We, we have the so luxury. taking quick pisses because I'd just be like, oh, oh shit, I need to get up and, and take advantage of this commercial break. Oh, uh, that's, that's true. Yeah, then you're fast-forwarding through all the commercials. Uh, you're like, oh, I just have to pause it now. Damn it. Yeah. <laughs> but I want to give you guys, um, I think it's going to be a winning lineup. So if you're playing Daily Fantasy like I am, then you're probably always second-guessing yourself. Probably just the same as I do. But this time, I don't feel like I'm going to second-guess myself. I like this lineup. I've got quarterback Michael Vick. 26 bucks value. D 
Devontae Freeman, $27 free value as running back. Then I've got Le'Veon Bell as my second running back. Yeah. And then I've got Julio Jones as my primary receiver. Then I've got Alan Hearns as my second receiver. Third receiver, coming off his suspension, Martavis Bryant. And then Gary Barnage, the tight end, the hardworking hustle player from Cleveland. I've got him at tight end at a – he's only 14 bucks for that. Todd Gurley is my flex. He was $10. Oh, that wow. is a steal. And as and my Jaguars defense against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I just have a feeling that that game's probably going to either be really low scoring or it's going to come down to a couple turnovers. And that's the thing. You want to pick a defense that's going to get some turnovers. Every defense allows some points. So you just get over that fact and hope that the t- turnovers – will offset that pain of allowing points mm-hmm. because yeah yeah in my league i picked up jacksonville um i had uh kansas city well i have st louis but i want to keep them and they're going against green bay so i was like fuck that so i was like oh i'm gonna pick up another defense and jacksonville against tampa bay <laughs> sounds great and yeah in daily fantasy that seems like they would be put up some good numbers make you some money and also barnage he's he's been a major c- target consistent yeah consistent. and that's what you want Doing right well yeah. you want someone you know is going to get targets but also going to give you catches mm-hmm. yeah that's i picked him up also it's it, i think that that's a great lineup i think that a lot of people should look at that and be like look at what these players can do against these you know these matchups i think that that's a good one mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and i think you will continue winning as long as you keep focusing on these matchups and keep playing the game you the way you've been playing bro some of your waiver pickups have been big time and i think because you have the balls to make a lot of changes to your lineup means you're either not sure what you want to do in the end or that you just know that you need to make a lot of changes to win a game and it's just it's paying off bro i'm i'm glad to see i knew it i told you yeah your first season in fantasy it was gonna be hard and it was it was i was eighth of eight (laughs) but now out of 10 players you're first and you're dominating and not just that i'm seventh knock on wood you know yeah. So maybe my advice, maybe we should be letting John pick the daily lineup, but um, we'll save that for next week since he had some car trouble. We could, we can give him a mulligan. I remember in episode one, we, we decided that anything that I give you as advice, you do the opposite of. Remember <laughs> that? <Yeah. laughs> well, we'll, see. we'll I, see how that turns out. Uh, we'll, we'll see in mid, mid-season. Right now, week know. five, I'm not... Yeah, You're I'm getting a feel skeptical. for it right now. I don't know. You're on a roll, so keep that up, bro. And I want to give out a stat of the week that I noticed. Wide receivers in the AFC have been so much better than the NFC. Mm-hmm. Other than Julio Jones and Larry Fitzgerald in the NFC, no other NFC receiver has compiled more than 400 yards at this point. What do we attribute this to? I think wow. the AFC quarterback play is just much better. You have Andy Dalton, Peyton Manning, Tom Brady, some of the great quarterbacks. But then again, that argument can be debunked. On the NFC, you've got Cam Newton this year. You've got Aaron Rodgers. You've got some pretty good quarterback play. 
uh, Matt Ryan has been really good, uh, really consistent his whole career. But these regular season quarterbacks like Andy Dalton and Matt Ryan and Peyton Manning, I would not bet against. And uh, I think Jack Del Rio was spot on when he said, we're going against a half man, half machine this mm-hmm. Sunday yeah. when we play Denver. Uh, the dude is a computer. You know, he has seen every play. I mean, the guy is 39 years old. Of course he has. But not only that, but he has a memory of it that he can catalog that play and go back to it and be like, <laughs> I saw that defense back in 1999 in my second year, you twit. Yeah, yeah. Well, Papa John's was even around. <laughs> yeah, you know, you don't think I got all those ads for nothing. Yeah. So it's just, yeah, I don't, I wouldn't, just because his arm isn't what it was. I don't think the guy ever had a real big arm to begin with. Peyton Manning was just great at, you know, having the cerebral game. Mm-hmm. And who do you, who would you rather have at a quarterback? A physical nerd or a physical bro? Uh, I'm going more toward the nerd side nerd because side. Yeah. they've won more Super Bowls. Mm-hmm. And Aaron Rodgers may be borderline like uh he looks kind of (laughs) bro-ish but he's trust me he's a nerd he went to cal berkeley i know one when i see one yeah he has definitely the mentality down and his the philosophy you know he, he you can see how he he's just happy all the time he's just mellow he's in a good mood he's letting things flow he's not like frustrated even if he's winning all the time but i mean even that frustration when you see it kind of get to him and still he can flow he can still keep things moving and not panic that's a big thing and now for my final thought i think that lexi's spot on she's a good friend of ours and nerds are in so i always suggest playing the guy who has the experience but also that you know is a smart guy and is not going to just make some gunslinger decision Mm -hmm. you don't want matthew stafford or brett Favre to win you a game you want guys that have that you know that that energy and smarts to get the game the way they know they can so be wise when you're picking your quarterback this week uh, because the defenses are getting really good so you want to have someone you can depend on all season long so it's always important to have a good backup and you can't just have one quarterback and just ride him all year long unless I guess if he's the the elite three you know like a, a tom brady or well, and a you're, Peyton when you're looking at your matchups understand that the o-line has a lot to do with how that quarterback is playing if the o-line can and can hold the pass rush can they if they can do what they're supposed to and keep that quarterback protected then the quarterback should do well so look at that in the matchups that's big you should see that week to week how they're holding up and how they're you know, letting those pass rush in and letting letting things in and taking out the quarterback and sacks and fumbles. And and we did talk about that a bit uh, the other night. When I was at your place, you were mentioning to me about O-line and D-line and how the, the battle is always starts in the trenches. Mm-hmm. But we can't name more than like four or five teams that have consistent offensive lines. Yeah. And to my point earlier, the Colts O-line has been so mediocre. Mm-hmm. Oh, not even mediocre. They've been like, le- they give mediocre a good name. Mm-hmm. So it's just frustrating because you have an elite quarterback that can't you know basically his confidence is taken away because he constantly has that timer in his head i have to get the ball out right away i can't let a play develop i don't have confidence in my line Mm -hmm. and i think what there's four good five good teams what do we think the packers the cowboys Cowboys. Uh, who else um 
look at Falcons, um, Patriots, Patriots, yeah, and I think the Cardinals. I'll throw them in there. Yeah, they've been protecting. Oh, that's the reason Carson Palmer's doing well. Like you said, once he gets injured, he's they're shot. So they're protecting Carson. Yeah, Keeping yeah. That going. And that's smart. And I think you want to also be wary of that. People don't take that factor into account because sacks not only help the defense, they um, really can like cost you when it comes to when if you're starting a quarterback because that harms the quarterback it ruins his confidence and it messes with his timing with his receivers mm-hmm. so if you're aware of the o-lines you're going to do well in fantasy because you're going to know hey this d-line is going to outplay them and be pressuring the quarterback all day i'm not starting him so just you know x's and o's count so when you're watching these uh commentators and analysts you know detailing it out that's what we got to focus on but we are gonna be calling it quits for tonight i'm so sorry but it's the end of jv show week number five we are so glad you guys got to join
achieve the aim without suffering. It is impossible to achieve the aim without suffering. It is impossible.